0: Hi, welcome to season seven. Um, this is episode two um, of a uh, a topic that we're calling the dark side of marketing. Uh, I'm Mary Abazia and with me is Tom Spitali and Sean Willem, hi guys. <laughs> hi, Mary. Um, The reason we chose this topic is because we are always looking for examples of, of great and not so great marketing. Um, and we wanna understand what makes things work, um, if you will, the science of marketing. And uh, what we found through some of these examples that we're going to share with you in, in this season is that um, there are positive things that you can apply to your business. So, um, so we're going to take you through some of the dark side. Tom, what do we got today?
1: Well, today we're going to talk about the uh, documentary that's currently playing and very popular on Netflix, Netflix, Netflix <laughs> called The that's Social... Appropriate. That's
0: appropriate too. <laughs>
1: yes called the, the social dilemma, and uh, I think all marketers should should watch it very very poignant the The, the premise of the the documentary is this: they talked to uh, a, a number of people who were very instrumental in creating a lot of the functionality that's prevalent in uh, social media today. I mean, they had people that were part of the artificial intelligence that drives Facebook, they had the creator of the like bu- button <laughs> on and, and, and other people that were really the, in the early days, just trying to figure out how these social media companies could monetize all of the interactions that they were creating. And all of them were very clear that they were, were, were very innocently just trying to create a functioning business model, but all of them had the same concern. And that is that the artificial intelligence, the the functionality of these social uh, media programs are really incentivizing some harmful behavior. Um, It's all now designed to benefit advertisers and the individuals that are using these social media platforms are sort of like the victims. In many cases can be, um, you know, unwitting consumers who are being led to believe certain things are true that aren't necessarily true, that are just opinion. But even more scary, um, younger people are, are, are being drawn into sort of this environment of never enough, never good enough, always seeing the idealized version of their friends and starting to behave in some scary ways just to try to sort of keep up with what's going on. So that's the social dilemma and the documentary is really about what can be done about this genie that's out of the bottle. How can, how can we make um, you know, certain adjustments to this so that it can be a force for good or for better? And not this dark thing that it's turning out to be in many instances.
0: Yeah, I think what what intrigues me about this is is we know that big data is going to get bigger. And, you know, how it really applies to our businesses is important. And and they draw a distinction of a tool being there like a hammer ready to use at any at any time, but when it is manipulative and um, is used for a, you know, a, a bad outcome, um, that's where it kind of crosses the line, if you will. And so I was intrigued by it. I thought the the my favorite quote was, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. Yeah. So they're, you know, playing off of all the psychology, all the things that we try to do from a marketing standpoint. But it's affecting their, is the one of the other quotes was um, it affects the real world uh, behavior and emotions without triggering any awareness it's happening. Yeah. People are clueless that yeah. this is happening to them, and uh, that's scary. And but it's very real. I mean, we're all we're all living it every day. My kids are so that's why uh, I think that it's interesting to start looking at it more and more in different ways. Sean, uh, what, what are your
2: thoughts on this one? Well, I, I didn't get my Netflix, which, by the way, is a brilliant name. They should, they should, uh, you should own that. Um, I've not seen the, the documentary. Obviously, I'm fairly aware of the, of the broad topic. I think from a marketing perspective, the, the power of social media is probably the same thing that you guys are talking about, that is this dilemma, that, that the micro-targeting that you're able to do, if you have a product or a service or even an idea, which is where it gets quite scary. But you can find an audience that has been algorithmically chosen to be open to that product. That should make our job as marketers a lot smarter, a lot more efficient, a lot more effective. You should be able to promote your product to the sorts of people that would want that product. But there's a couple of of dark so that's all well and good, but there's a couple of dark sides that I see. One is this um, it it it's self fulfilling in as much if you if you start to look up flat Earth or aliens, you know the 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 Queen of England is a shape shifting lizard or other theories. If you start to consume that sort of stuff, and by the way, only one of those two is true. I'm not going to say which one. I'll leave that. Um, you
1: should know since you didn't see that flat Earthers were part of the social <laughs> dilemma in that whole phenomena. So yeah, yeah. and, and
2: the, then you get positively reinforced right. your views. Get reinforced, and then people that are having maybe the doubts you've had express why those doubts are not valid, and you start to be in this bubble, as it's known psychologically, that you only get the feedback, you only get this confirmation of your views, you never get a challenge to them. Having said that, that's not really our issue as marketers, right? That's just an unfortunate byproduct of the system. I think what's also interesting that marketers can learn is is social media companies that the, the monetization algorithm it comes down to one thing keep those eyeballs on the screen right you don't want people leaving so they're trying to find serving up enough interesting content enough challenging content so as they can expose you to more of the ads they are more valuable the more people are watching it and they do that through a ton of techniques and he goes back to like uh, bf skinner the operant conditioning you know the rats in a box pressing the pedals to get the uh, the food pellets That whole mindset of operant conditioning happens in social media. We're all being conditioned. We're now the rats in the box. We are being, we keep pressing that lever for the next story or the next video. And that's also um, both socially difficult because it does create these very narrow points of view. But from marketing perspective, if someone isn't a flat earther or a weird conspiracy theorist, but is always looking for information on strategy or is always looking for information on how they can run their business more effectively, and you have a product to answer that, it's a great opportunity to get your product in front of people that are really mine So it's a fine balance, isn't it? From marketers, we like niche audiences that have shared characteristics. That's the basis of segmentation but for members of society, we don't want to think of people just being fed, spoon fed the same regurgitated stuff because it doesn't encourage critical thinking. But like I said, I've not seen it. So I think I'm going to watch it after this. Well,
1: you, you, you've got 80% of it already. Um, including the shape shifting lizard that is the queen of England. No, I'm just kidding. That part is, is not on, but I'm sure you can find that some somewhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that what, what our, our purpose here is to figure out from all of these dark side topics, what, what, can, we, what can we learn from it to, to, to help our audience? And Sean, I think you nailed one of them on the head there. I mean, this idea of, you know, this keeping people interested and learning is highly important to marketers because there's just so much noise in the marketplace um, if you can get somebody's interest and you can keep their interest long enough so that they can understand what you're trying to say, do in the marketplace, that's what we can can learn. You know we can take pieces of what the social media um, marketers are doing. you know gamification is something that we've talked about on this podcast but i I think that the ethical thing that marketers can learn from this is truth is going to be almost differentiating in this world. And what I mean by that is, Sean, again, having not seen it, I'm amazed that you kind of nailed this idea that the polarization of society is a big part of this. You know, you're, you're constantly in a world now, a micro world, in a niche where everybody uh, believes the same things that you do. And you start to look at the other side as completely stupid or ir- irrational. One of the people said, and when they said, what is the ultimate end of all of this polarization? And he said two words, civil war. And that scared the hell out of me, you know? Even in, in our country, in the United States here, where Mary and I are, you know, you, you hate to think that, that, that it could go to that, but you kind of look at the the recent you know, election here, and you start to say, well, I could, in some cases, I could see that. What does that all mean for marketers? If you make a concerted effort to be truthful, maybe even pointing out your own shortcomings um, and, and being vulnerable and transparent, I think truth and trust is going to be the thing that, get, that, that, that benefits marketers more than anything? Can you be trustworthy in this age where nobody trusts anybody, where everything's so polarized? And what are the things that you can do to be trustworthy, including being vulnerable and, and pointing out things that maybe you wouldn't normally point out if it was just you know, the traditional forms of marketing and advertising where you're a cheerleader all the time?
2: It's interesting tom that point you know it's slightly separate but relevant i think to this discussion is the the idea of vulnerability or being human being fallible we're always held to these high you know back to the social media stuff people are always particularly young people have to present an idealized version of themselves yeah. and in the corporate world in marketing we come to that trap too we've always got to be the best the greatest and of course we know logically We can't be, not consistently and not in all things, but we're forced to do that. And I'm reminded of one bit of advice I got in public speaking, and it was if you walk up to a a, a lectern, to a podium, you're going to make a speech to a large group of people, um, trip up, stumble and catch yourself and say, oh, then he fell over then. And they reckon this would engender a sense of sympathy and empathy with the audience of like, oh, my God, that's what I would do. I would exactly do that. I'd drop my... And if you plan it now, I'm not suggesting that's obviously a little bit disingenuous, but nevertheless, showing that vulnerability up front warms people to you. And there's a fine art to that. And I'd also say with with the lessons from what it sounds like this documentary is about, some of the standards of marketing are there too. relevancy. You have to be relevant to keep your audience interested. You have to be frequent. You've got to be in their face a lot, a lot of touches, a lot of, 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 uh, of repetition and you've also got to find that, that position that resonates, which is part of the relevancy, but then you can't dilute it by trying to be all things to all people. You've got to double down on your position and say, we're the people. We, we use in our classes uh, uh, HSBC Bank, and I'm not sure if they still use this slogan, but the world's local bank was the slogan that we've, we've talked about as very good global positioning. Mm-hmm. They, when, that, and I say, I don't know if it's still their, their slogan, but when they were using that, everything had to relate to it the imagery the messaging the locations of those ads had to be supporting that message so strong positioning being relevant good repetition bit of vulnerability a bit of honesty a bit of credibility these are all the tools the social media platforms use and we should take a lesson out of their books and say for our business let's be a micro version of that i
1: agree and I think we have, and I'm I'm going to be very specific about a business case here, one of our, our past clients um, that performed uh, am- amazingly well by being vulnerable. And um, one of the reasons that people out there might say, oh, I can't be vulnerable. There's no return on investment in this. Well, we'll listen to this. We all three had the pleasure of working with the former Wyeth Nutrition. And they uh, are, are now part of Nestle. And Wyeth Nutrition competes in the infant formula market where the claims in the infant formula market were always about, you know, this is the best, most scientific, you know, solution and, um, you know, the, the closest to, to breast milk of any of our competitors and, and the kind of, you know, chest beating that's that's really very, much, I guess that was a bad analogy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hot today. Uh, but, but that was so, so typical, right? Then they decided to be vulnerable. And their slogan was, their lead slogan was what? Breast is best. Breast is best. So they were just basically saying, you know, it's our solution. Isn't the best breast is best. But if you need infant formula, you know, take a look at ours. And that was really a powerful part of their growth. And they ended up being purchased by Nestle for $11 billion, which was some kind of like six or seven times multiple of their annual sales. And we I think that that's a, a, a real example of being vulnerable and having it turn into a very, very successful business that's very trustworthy, that grew to the point where it, you, know, you got purchased by a, 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 an iconic company for a huge multiple.
2: Yeah, that, that authenticity works doesn't it that 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 honesty it just feeds into that that credibility and and i think something you said earlier tom and i i agree is things come and go in, into fashion sometimes it's all flash and brash and and uh and screaming from the rooftops how great you are and sometimes a little humility is good and and i would guess given the way the world is at the moment and the recent changes in 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 the electoral cycle that we've seen i'm i'm feeling that a bit of humility is uh is probably overdue um and we've all been humbled by this virus too and i think that's that's to me is 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 maybe now as a good a time as any to embrace that sort of honest uh credible vulnerable normal human values i guess i think um I, i
0: I like the, the big lessons that you guys are pulling out. I for me, I'm, I, I am a nerd and I love the science part of what we are seeing here too. And just the immense amount of opportunity we have to understand as, as you were saying, Sean, the targets better, where their head really is. I mean, we're always trying to do market research to figure it out. Well, these tools that we have now, the algorithms are gonna even allow us more to understand really where, they're, where they are and where are our opportunities to win? And as long as it's done ethically, as, as we're all saying, um, it's just such a such an amazing opportunity as we move as marketers into this digital era more and more. And we watch how our competitors are playing too, because you know that'll be an interesting uh, new chess game that we're going to be looking at here. So, um, any closing thoughts, guys?
2: No. note to self watch the documentary that's my closing thought yes
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah. outside of our 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 area of expertise monitor your children's screen time (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah actually um one of our clients actually several of our clients we just mentioned this topic and they said oh make sure to do something on social media and this social dilemma so actually one of the reasons that we're doing this topic is because it came from our clients. So as always, we would love to hear any of your feedback um, on this topic or others, and you can hear all, our, all of our podcasts on the accidental or wherever you get your podcasts. So thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Thank you.